There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Let's play some music. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Corner to Corner Wrestling Radio, C2CRadioShow.com. We're live and on the air. You can also catch up with us through Spreaker.com slash Corner to Corner. I'm Stan Grubb. My tag team partner, Brian Taylor. What's up, buddy? What are you doing? Uh, you know, just killing time, watching Raw, watching really just nothing that makes sense. <laughs> watching the Vince show. <laughs> That's what we should just call it from now on. It's not Raw, it's just The Vince Show. The Vince Show. Yeah. Cody Rhodes apparently got his arm broken by Brock Lesnar backstage. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, great storyline. Good, good job. So we're going to get this bullshit stretched out for another six months. Well, I think you'll probably get, you know, Cody Rhodes beats Brock Lesnar, you know, one-handed. (laughs) <laughs> one arm behind my back. <laughs> on my back, yeah. Jesus. That's great. You know, kudos to Brock for putting people over and all. Don't get me wrong, but jeez. <laughs> I'll fight you with one arm behind my back. <laughs> yeah. Put him up. And then Brock will do it because, oh, Cody Rhodes' arm is broke, and it'll be behind his back, and yeah, I, I can see this getting set up already. They're going to try to do that, that roll-up again where Cody gets the sneak pin, only this time, with one arm behind his back, they're hoping to get a get a pop. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you know, in Jetta, anything can happen. Like, they are they always go kind of weird as far as the crowd reactions. So it uh-huh. might work. I, it won't work in the States. I think mean, the crowd would absolutely crap all over it if they did it again. <laughs> mm, I don't know about that. I mean, I, I think there's a lot of things like that you can – pull over on the on the crowd. Yeah, even for a second time, though? Yeah, they'll bite it. I mean, with one arm, maybe, because that would actually, people would laugh at that, especially if it was fast. I mean, listen, they'll, they'll bite on again, just like I said. They'll bite on Cody Rhodes having, fighting broccoli. One arm being broken, and Cody will win, and oh my God. Oh my lord! You know they'll bite on it. Whereas yeah. again, talking Brock Lesnar, who just beat the tar out of everybody, but oh yeah, Cody will beat him one-handed, and they'll they'll love it. <laughs> this is Cody Rhodes is the greatest wrestler in the modern era. He's the next John Cena. Blah 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 blah. I did see him do something cool where he was at a house show, and he stayed for 30 minutes. 
after the show was done, signing autographs for everybody. And apparently the crowd was really, really big, and they're pushing people up against the rail. Who was this? Cody. Oh. And a little kid got pushed up against the guardrail and was crying. So Cody backs everybody off, pulls the kid over the rail, you know, talks to him, gives him a hug, makes sure he's all right, signed his autograph and everything, and put him back over there. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. That's uh, pretty nice of him. Yeah. Maybe he is the guy now. Who knows? Nah. He just, uh, you know, he's doing the indie thing. You know, so kudos for him. We got a lot of cool stuff to talk about this week. We got confirmations last week. Got some cool news about AEW Fight Forever. Uh, we got some unfortunate news in the way of some injuries. Uh, we saw some, uh, some, actually some pretty good wrestling. I don't know if you watched Resurgence last night. Um, that was pretty good. New Japan Strong Resurgence. No, because uh, I'm sure you did off my code. Oh. I did not. I did not because it's a pay-per-view kind of thing. Oh. And I, I wouldn't have felt right doing that to your account. Well, I think it, I think all I'd have to do is just click a couple buttons and it would do it. But I wasn't going to. No, I don't. I don't have. I don't have credit card set up to. Well, yes, I guess I do. I'll be damned. <laughs> well, I, I, no I, I would never do that without your okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can only see how that would end up. Uh, hey, Stan, oh, yeah. what the hell? I know where you live. <laughs> right, right. Where's my money? What money, man? What are you talking about? <laughs> um, but no, it was actually a pretty decent show. Um, yeah, the, the unfortunate news coming out of it is twofold. We got uh, one half of Aussie Open that uh, is hurt. They had to relinquish the New Japan Strong and IWGP tag titles. Um mm-hmm. And we've also got the news coming out of the New Japan Strong Women's Championship match, which they held like a mini tournament finals. So both Mercedes Monet and Willow Nightingale both wrestled twice last night. And they main evented in a matchup where really Mercedes was just getting chucked all over the ring. I mean, just uh-huh. bumping her ass off for Willow. Willow performed at a really top level. Um, but it came about where... Willow was positioned like she was seated on top of the uh, top turnbuckle. And it looked like Sasha was going, Sasha, Jesus, Mercedes was going for, I think, a superplex. And when she climbed up to try to position herself, she lost her footing and fell to the outside. So in Uh an attempt to kind of make it look right as she's falling, because she knew that she was not going to be able to get back in. So she, she reaches up. And Willow sells it kind of like a top rope stun gun. So mm-hmm. she falls back into the ring, Willow does, and Mercedes hits the ground, hits the floor. Um, mm-hmm. And the going word is right now that it may be a broken ankle. Oh, well, that's no bueno. No, not at all. Um, it really sucks because she's got a hell of a lot of momentum behind this run right now. And, you know, she's not going to necessarily lose any. I think her comeback will be even bigger. But it was it was potentially going to be one of those matches that really sets a good measuring stick for women's wrestling outside of really anywhere else. Because um, mm-hmm. it was just – it had the makings of it. It just – they she was selling her ass off. Willow was working hard. 
The pace was good. There was no real rest hold. The finish comes about where, of course, you've got the injury, but Mercedes continues to work and just kind of is on one leg. Well, Willow hits a doctor bomb in the middle of the ring, and the referee gets to two and a half and hits the three, right? Actually, his hand hits the mat for three, but then he stops himself like right after and points to her shoulder and tries to make it like he saw her shoulder get up. Mm-hmm. So, so he knew that wasn't supposed to be what the finish was. Right. Um, Willow, I guess, communicates with um, with Mercedes and the referee, and a couple minutes later they do another doctor bomb, and this time it's one, two, three, and it's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it won't take her long. You know, I don't know how, how bad the – ankle is injured, but hopefully she can get back to yeah. uh, doing what she's enjoyed now and, and wrestling overseas. And Good for Willow, though. And, you know, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to feel, like, too bad because you know that they got a strong champ. Plus, she's young enough to where this is a good moment for her, and she's mm-hmm. earned it. I like Willow um, when she's in eight. Mm-hmm. Like, Incredibly popular. Oh yeah, because you know, you know, some people, you know, they're on t- on the TV. And you ju- you don't really pay attention to them, uh, but when Willow's on, I normally watch her. Very entertaining, very bubbly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Will Osprey had a nice little matchup with Tanahashi. This one was, uh, you know, it's good to see Will Osprey back for one. But what it really kind of signified to me was we're going to get Will Ospreay against Kenny Omega again. And I can't wait for that. That's going to be great. Are we sure? Well, he's got to get past Lance Archer. But I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to bet that we're going to see Omega and Osprey too. Or is it going to be three? Just I'm willing three to matches. bet dollars to donuts. Dollars to donuts. Yes, yes. <laughs> Wait, how many donuts? I'm going to be honest here. I like donuts. Do I want to risk the donuts? Yeah, risk the donuts. <laughs> um, let's see. Fred Rosser had a great match with Juice Robinson. Uh, Tony Storm got involved with that match. She hits a, uh, a low blow. Rosser turns around and shows that he had a cup on. I guess that he was prepared. So he pulls the cup out, which... It's, it's a big no-no because, of course, Juice Robinson, because he's distracted, hits the low blow. <laughs> right, right. So Tony Storm hit the strong zero pile driver on Rosser, which, uh, by the way, Rosser sold like a million bucks. Um, and then Robinson hit, I'm not even sure what his finish is, but hit his finish, and that was it. All she wrote. Um, and I kind of came into the event like about halfway through. I think Shane had texted us and, and said he was watching it. Or he might have actually been there. Maybe he was there. Either way, well, that was how I learned the show was even on and started looking it up. Yeah. Um, so I normally don't get but so many New Japan pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did watch last or did watch over the weekend. My bad. 
so in since we're on the subject of New Japan and New Japan World and all that, I logged into it the other day, and I noticed that for Japan users, they have replays of Dynamite available. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I went scrolling back through and, and got as far back as I could go, because I wanted to see just how many episodes they had. It only goes back, by the way, to about 2021. And I found a match between CM Punk and uh, Pentagon Jr. And, mm-hmm. uh, dude, that that was really damn good. I was – I loved it. And, and it reminded me of – Were you able to watch it? Yeah, yeah. I have a, a VPN installed where I can mm-hmm. change my location. <laughs> you dirty. <laughs> Uh, well, it's free, so it's not exactly like illegal or anything. Well, um, yeah, until you cheat on video games with it. I know nothing of what you speak, sir. How do you cheat on video games? Like, is it, like online cheating? Yeah. So no, let's I can't do that. Like uh, Call of Duty, right? So with the VPN, I can, you know, set it to say. I don't know. Um, a country that's they're probably not going to be as well versed in Call of Duty as as we are, and so I'll get lobbies to the point that they're like what you call a straight bot lobby, and I'll just go in and wreck them. And that helps and then, your ranking, right? Well, so it's it's um, if I'm a YouTuber, right or Twitter or whatever, I'm on social media, right? And I I go into a, a lobby and you know drop a hundred kills out of a possible 149 of them. Boy, don't I look like just the best player in the world, right? Uh, okay, yeah. So then people are gonna subscribe and you know they're gonna start following me and you know they're gonna be doing a lot of things. And, Ultimately, I'll be profiting from the straight wrecking people who I shouldn't even be playing in the first place. <laughs> now, when I say like wrecking people, you know, getting in the bot lobbies, like these are the type of people that have never used controllers before. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like they have no earthly clue what a controller is. And I'm just running around killing the whole, the whole lobby. Meanwhile, you're doing the uh, 360 no scope and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what that really means. By the way, I just see it a lot when it comes to gaming chat. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know, the 360 no scope is pretty much what it sounds like. So you basically you jump, and while in the air, your character does a 360, and then when you come out of it, as you're aiming down the sights. Like before you bring the red, or the, before you bring the sights on, like a sniper rifle, up to where you're looking through the 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 uh, scope, you pull the trigger and you get a kill. So. Damn. So, uh, I mean, the older Call of Duties, you could do it with no problem. It's maybe a little bit harder in this one, but yeah, that's that's what you're doing. You're just running around, and people buy into it. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, my God, this guy is so incredible. You know, yet the whole time nobody ever shot at him, you know. So. Wow. 
But that's what a VP you can use a VPN for. Well, I learned the other day that apparently you can cheat at SuperCard. No, oh, don't shock me. You probably called ghost credits. I don't know what the hell that is, but apparently you can you can get them. Huh. Yeah, it doesn't shock me. Doesn't shock me. And now you can get RoboCop. So there you go. I mean, he was WCW superstar. <laughs> they should have did a match. They they just should have did a damn match. <laughs> and have them have them just not sell anything. They just try to punch him the whole time and just start breaking their hands. That would have been great. I'm kind of shocked they didn't. <laughs> well, I mean, under Dusty, you'd think he would have did it just to get the notoriety out there. Well, but I, uh, you know, they probably were like, "Oh my God, this yeah, he's not going to be able to." My coke kind of preacher. <laughs> they mean, probably the way we could pull this off. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Could have paired him against Oz or something. Oh my gosh, that'd have been hilarious. Because <laughs> at that point, Kevin Nash was was pretty mobile. I mean, very mobile, actually, for a guy his his height. That would have been wild. Yeah. Oh, dead or alive, you're coming with me. <laughs> Your move, creep. <laughs> the great promos. <laughs> then I had to have the sound effects. <laughs> Hats off that somebody finally convinced a higher up over there be like, let's put RoboCop in. Now we can get him in two K. Uh If we can get him in two K, now it'll be complete. Uh, yeah, two K <laughs> better. That would almost now, be fun. Would you have him pull a gun <laughs> for his finish? Uh, probably not. Yeah, okay, so he's not going to work. <laughs> or does he use the spike that he used to use to interact with the computer? <laughs> Not gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Mortal Kombat meets WWE. But hey, speaking of video games, though. Yeah. It's official. That's right. June twenty ninth, we finally, 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 finally get our hands on AEW's Fight Forever. Yeah, it's gonna be great. And you already pre-ordered it. I did. I did. Easiest five bucks I ever spent, right there. Pre-order. So, are there since you've done it and I haven't yet? Are there different versions? Is there a deluxe? Is there a? There is not. There is not. As of right now, there are no. um, There are no other added bells and whistles for pre-ordering, which kind of sucks, but at least I have my hands on it on time. Mm -hmm. So no, Um, like, no, like, unlockable, you get this guy for pre-ordering bonus? Yeah, not yet, not yet. So as as I understand it, the way that it's um, laid out is it's supposed to be kind of a one-off release, and then they're going to update it, like, all the time. So DLC. Um, now AEW owns the engine that it was used to make it, so they own it now. 
So if they mm. want to make sequels and stuff like that, they can. But for the time being, the the news on it or the report on it is that it is completely um, like a standalone release that they're just going to update DLCs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the uh, there's the only complaints I've seen online have been pretty minor, in my opinion. Um, there's no community creations option, but yep. unless what's that? Give them time. Um, the online modes are there. I don't know all of them. Let me pull that back up. I, I did have it pulled up actually. One second. I mean, look, let's, you know, again, let's remember this is the, the first game. Mm-hmm. And there, you know, again, they, Probably went a little too fast, and you know, might be a little Icarus flying too close to the sun here. But at the end of the day, they're trying to put out a product. This isn't going to be an annual release, according to them. It's going to be the core game, they're going to keep adding to it, and right, you know, in. It's no different than Hogwarts Legacy. You know, there. oh, there's no, there's not going to be any Quidditch at all. Oh, only to find out that there's an actual Quidditch game in the works. And it'll be out soon. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's none of that crazy crap. You know, give them time. They'll put it, I guarantee it'll happen sooner or later. Well, it... One thing I noticed, and I just pulled up the website for uh, for Fight Forever. I just pulled up their site now. At the very bottom, there's an option to do the pre-order, and it gives you a bunch of different stores you can go through. But it says Standard Edition. So maybe there will be an announced Deluxe Edition. But as of right now, it's just whatever's in there. Uh-huh. Well, I would imagine you'll probably hear about it on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll give you um, a little bit of um, news, so to speak. As well, far as the editions or not. It's going to be on PC as well as uh, the consoles, which I think is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I might end up buying it on both. Because the mod community will be be active, and I can only imagine what they'll do with it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because that that doesn't take very long at all. Hell, twenty three came out, two K twenty three came out, and mods were being released the day of release. Mm-hmm. So, well, I yeah. Mean, with that, you really have. I mean, you have years of experience behind it. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. 2K has pretty much been the same game since the beginning, mm-hmm. other than the one bug-infested year. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That was the worst, worst experience. And and some of it was still fun to play, but, like, the glitches were just the worst. Yeah. But at, at the end of the day, they, you know, somebody would have to probably dig out a Nintendo 64 and be like, okay, let's see if we can, you know, break this, to figure out the codes and... Well, it's funny you mentioned that. The um, going report right now is it plays almost identical to No Mercy. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, hey, I think we all agree. That's one of the best wrestling games, like, ever. 
Well, I mean, think about it. If if they had done with no mercy what AEW's trying to do with their game, right? And again, they didn't. There was just continue a continuation of no mercy. Mm-hmm. You know as well as I do, we'd probably still be playing no mercy. What oh, twenty yeah. years later? Could you imagine if they had they had done? basically what AEW's done, you know, and, and carried it through next gen consoles, what kind of advancements we'd have seen. Oh yeah. yeah. Amazing. I mean that in what, uh, WrestleMania two thousand? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were yeah. about as perfect uh of a wrestling game as you're gonna get. I I played those games interchangeably for years. Mm-hmm. Especially especially uh two K, two thousand. It was just it, it was the creation utility was great. It was fast, but it was one of those things, much like uh, um, uh, WCW versus NWO Revenge. You could just pick it up and play it anytime you want. Mm-hmm. Like it always felt fresh, um, and that's just—you don't have a lot of games like that anymore. As a matter of fact, so many games seem like they're trying to rip off one another. That when something truly original or, or unique comes out. It's like, man, you got to get your hands on that. Well, I mean, well, excuse me. Uh, uh, you know, think about it. outside of what was it? Uh, Two thousand had the when there a bug with Jericho that could break the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the white uh, bug. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was Jericho. It had something to do with the Jericho storyline or something. But outside of that, there were no problems. Like. Mm-hmm. It was without, it was, at that time, it was the best. And, you know, especially No Mercy, I would put No Mercy first, but, mm-hmm. you know, 2000 or 99, whenever it came out, it was the best. And I dare say it would stack up against any wrestling game today. And outside of graphics quality, it would probably be hands down the best wrestling game ever. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've got an opportunity here for, yet again, AEW to, to set themselves apart from everybody else. And, and in the video game realm, if you can do that, you've got money for as long as you want it. <laughs> so, I mean, that's I, I think it's awesome, and I can't wait to see, really, the finished product. I mean, it's it's on Switch, it's on PC, it's on PS5, PS4, Xbox One. I mean, it's on all of them. So you're going to get a major influx of players. And who knows, maybe you get a guy that hasn't watched in a while and they see this game and like, holy crap, what's this all about? And next thing you know, you got yourself another viewer. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of how things like that happen. Yep. And, uh, it's a good thing because there's plenty of content out there, Brian, a lot of content out there right now. And uh, we're about to get another one. A whole other show. <laughs> the whole effing show. AEW Saturday Collision debuts June 17th. Word is now that there is going to be a, they say hard roster split. I don't know what the hell that even means anymore. I don't even think anybody else knows what a damn roster split is anymore. Um, but, Conspicuous by his absence, 
in the announcement was uh, CM Punk. Now, it might be by design. Uh, June 17, they have not announced the debut episode's location yet. There's a lot of rumors that it's going to be in Chicago. Um, oh, look, it's Cody and Brock on Raw. Anyway, CM yeah, Punk. Isn't there a show scheduled for Chicago on the weekend that it starts? Uh, let me look. I think I think there's a show because it's, isn't that uh, that weekend is what pay per views on that weekend? Isn't there a pay per view for them on that weekend? Let's take a look here. On Sunday is it Forbidden Door? Um. Give me a second. I'm looking it up. So, Collision scheduled to debut June 17. Uh, Forbidden Door. AEW is scheduled for June 25th, the following weekend, on a Sunday. I thought they are. They had something scheduled for that weekend also. Um. Maybe I got my weekends mixed up. Um, but I think I thought there was a Chicago date lined up at that time anyway. But I mean, you got a month. It's, yeah. So. Um, I mean, we'll. we'll I guess we'll see. I think probably the CM Punk thing. There's a lot of BS flying around right now. Yeah. Uh, who was it? Alvarez or somebody was like, "Listen, I reported exactly the way it was told to me." Yeah, he's. Yeah, I usually trust Fightful and SRS, you know, but he's basically doing what SAP did when MJF basically worked everybody. You know, he's now like, "Look, this is what I was given. This is what I thought was happening," and. You know, yeah. I, I respect what these guys do, especially since I've I've started following them a little bit more just to see how they're getting their information. But, mm. you know, hey, a guy like MJF, you got to assume at all times he's working. You, you just don't have a choice. But a guy like CM Punk with news comes out, again, you have to assume at all times that he's working because he's just one of those guys. He's an old school kind of dude. Um do I think well, he'll come back to AEW? Absolutely, I do, especially now. But he's not going to confirm or deny anything until the day it happens. But to me, though, the other thing about AEW and even the WWE for um, sometimes, mm-hmm. not all the time, I think AEW pulls this off a lot better than the WWE. But when there's something major going on, Sometimes they hide it very well. Yeah. And granted, I know the first time Punk came in, it wasn't really a well-kept secret. But that was probably more to drive the numbers to begin with. It was the secret for not the secret. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But this time... Why wouldn't you keep it close to the best? Like, why wouldn't you hide it for as long as you can? 
maybe hide it until they announce the show. You know, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh, let's have Tony Khan go out there and make the announcement. And, oh, you know, as soon as he's out there in the ring or something or backstage, you know. Oh, and to headline collision, here's CM Punk. Right. Well, this week we are supposed to get confirmation of location of the show. So perhaps he put it off to just build and build, which he's good at. I mean, Tony Khan knows how to build anticipation to an event. Hell, look what he did with the Double or Nothing card. We'll talk about that a little bit more in depth here in a minute, but weren't we just talking last week about how there wasn't very much on the card? And now suddenly we've got a stacked, fucking stacked show for Double or Nothing? Mm Mm-hmm. It, it took less than 48 hours for us to get proven wrong on that. And I'm grateful for that. I don't have a problem with that. Um, but he knows how to build it. He knows how to make people want to buy tickets. And right. I'm confident that what he's going to do this week is, you know, maybe this week it's, okay, we're going to Chicago. Maybe next week it's, and we're going to have a surprise. And maybe, you know what I mean? Like he's going to, he just knows how to do it. Um, and, and I don't know if that's just more because he's a dedicated fan kind of guy and he just knows what put him in the buyer kind of seat or if it's just a all-around brain trust because you know he's got a lot of people he talks to. I, I don't know. He's just He has a very unique approach to it. WWE has, to your point, has gotten better with playing it a lot closer to Vest when it comes to those things, but it wasn't always a strength. We used to find out, especially like Royal Rumble time, we used to find out two days beforehand who was going to be the surprises. Mm-hmm. But you know, again, I do. I think he's going to hold that hold the CM Punk rumor for long. No, because um, you almost you almost can't, right? Because you immediately got to start driving tickets, and the easiest way to do it is to say. You know, again, so we're starting a new show. It's this day is in Chicago, and it's headlined by the likes of Miro and Thunder Rosa and FTR mm-hmm. and uh, you know whoever else. And oh, I forgot one. You know, right? You know, or I get ready to say thank you. We'll see you in Chicago or whatever. CM Punk's music hits. And I'm going to tell you right now, as, as soon as cult of personality hits, you know, again, if you're smart, as soon as it hits, I'll lay you money. There are going to be a, a crap load of people that now pick up that phone, mm. go to Ticketmaster, and are trying to get that ticket. Yeah. It just makes good sense. I mean, and you've got, got an opportunity with this. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. Supposedly, you know, they they're selling pre-orders for some of the other arenas, and the the it's going slow right now, or whatever. Okay. Well, again, if Tony Khan is smart and CM Punk is coming back to work, I'm not waiting. I'm going to make sure that he interrupts me, and I'm going to make sure that cult person I always turn up real nice and loud, and I'll lay you money at that point in time. Every other location will sell out. Yeah. 
I mean, I think it's interesting that there's in this day and age, there's so much focus to, we talked about it last week, so much focus to like ticket sales and how well they're doing. Um, you know, and it's all about access to information, you know, access to basically the statistics, but mm. with, with nothing really announced short of just a couple of names. And I like all of the people that are announced for it so far, but, I don't know that I'd have expected an immediate like sellout. Of course, you hope for it, but I mean, an expectation? I don't know. It seems a little far fetched. Well, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily have expected a, a sellout either, because again, they haven't really announced anything yet. Yeah. They they've done absolutely no announcing yet. Right? That's supposed to come this. Um, this Wednesday, but again, you know, I know, everybody knows CM Punk's name's on the card. It's going to, it's going to come close. Yeah. You dawdle with it too much. You, you keep goofing around and not announce CM Punk. If he's truly coming back, I think it's going to hurt you because you're, you're playing, you're trying to play the odds right now. And... It, it, you know, it might come back and bite you in the butt, especially at first. Mm-hmm. You know, because that you're expecting people to, you know, to shell out this money to come see it. Well, let them know. Fuck. Oh yeah, see a punk's back. Because again, you know, me and you. Guess what we're gonna do? Well, when does Collision come to DC? When does Collision yep. come to Richmond? Yeah. You know, when does it go to Salem? When does it? You know, we're gonna start thinking about arenas anywhere close. Especially, I mean, and I've always been a punk fan, but, you know, with the stars that are going to be on that show, the way they've been booking these things, I mean, FTR, Miro, Thunder Rosa, Samoa Joe, I mean, dude, that's that's worth the price of admission. I'm not really concerned about the price of the ticket at that point, you know? Right. And, you know, again, I I don't ever recall seeing... Punk live. I don't remember if I. I really don't think I have though. And you know that uh, one of the things about going to Chicago for Forbidden Door was the mere hope he would be there that night. Mm-hmm. And you know how cool would that have been for CM Punk to be in Chicago and me to hear that that damn crowd. Yeah. And, but I missed out and I really, I really want to see CM Punk live. I want, I want that energy, that electricity that happens when his music hits, mm-hmm. you know, not, it's, that's not like that for everybody. So. I mean, there's, there's superstars, there's performers, there's wrestlers that, if you have an opportunity to see him wrestle, even if it's only for a, a, a squash, you, you pay mm-hmm. to see it. You know what I mean? Like right. if, if Andre the Giant was still alive and performing, yes. I would pay to watch. Because yes. it's Andre, you know? Hulk Hogan, yes. he's a huge name. Getting the opportunity to see that while he was active was it was notable. Now, granted, right. nowadays, I don't know about it so much. But back then, it was. So seeing Sting, seeing Ric Flair... Mm-hmm. And and before some fans lose their shit, I'm not saying that Punk is better than them. 
I'm just saying that there are notable stars that it's, it's appointment TV. It's appointment viewing. You know, you yeah. set your clock or calendar to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, I never saw, <clears throat> I never saw Hogan in the red and yellow. Right. First time I ever saw him live was, um, Hollywood. Wow. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't remember seeing him again. He's like punk. I don't remember seeing him before then. I never, before Monday Night Wars, I never saw a WWE show. I was strictly a Jim Crockett promotions guy. Right. Mm-hmm. So I never saw him. And then again, we, we never really started doing the whole going to each and every show until, uh, really, the NWO. Yeah, and and with that, it was, and and the coolest part of that, when the NWO was at its at its height, at its peak, was you could go to a house show, you could go to a taping, it didn't matter. You were pretty much guaranteed something unexpected was going to happen. Yeah. Like that was the coolest stuff. Like you remember that that house show we went to in Fairfax, and Sting came out. And everybody lost their shit. Yeah, I mean, back then, um, um, back then, um, I almost lost my train of thought. Uh, before the NWO, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. It was, it, you know, I guess you can call it the Monday Night Wars, but to me, it didn't really kick off until. The NWO. Yeah, yeah. And once the NWO occurred, it was full steam ahead. And, you know, that's when it became, wrestling became fashionable again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's when, Lord, you'd, you'd see him about every two or three months here in the area. And you were going to each and every one of them. Yep. You know, if, if you had a Raw on Monday and, or you know nitro or whatever, and then or let's say raw Monday and a thunder on Thursday. Yeah, you know you're getting tickets to both and sure. And you know a house show on Saturday. That's you know that's what you were doing. We were selling out so much money to go uh, see these things. So I still remember seeing Punk squash Spears in like two minutes. Remember that? Uh-uh. It was the dynamite we went to in DC. What it was? It was at that uh, newish arena. See, that's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't remember. Like, oh God, you know, it was just. Um, you say we did it. We did it. Yeah, we saw it. Yeah, we were there. Um, <laughs> that's the show where we went walking around, and Kip Sabian was walking around, and we didn't know if it was really him. <laughs> That's right up there with like the Dustin Rhodes stuff. <laughs> Let's just walk right past. That's not really him. Oh wait, no, it is really him. That's oh, shit. That's him. Yes, yeah, Dan, that's him. Shit. <laughs> oh man. Um, when it comes down to it, I mean AEW right now, they're they're riding a very high tidal wave of momentum. Um, you know, somebody, 
in former WWE employee, not Eric Bischoff this time, uh, made a comment about Saturday's shows and how they, you know, WWE tried Saturdays for a long time and they never were, never really worked because they were inconsistent and they couldn't figure out the formula. So they just don't think AEW's Saturday show is going to work. But, I mean... Somebody tell me what the formula is that's different between the Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday show and the Saturday show. Well, I'll tell you right now, the the reason Saturday sucked so hard for WWE and WWF was they were sporadic. You didn't there was like a quarterly show. You can't expect I mean, look, you don't have Andre and Hogan main eventing. You're not gonna expect, you know, network audiences to tune in. Yeah, but if you don't have something to provide. So WWE had main event. Right. Which I would consider quarterly. Mm-hmm. Right. WCW had Saturday night and had had Saturday night for a yes. very time. Yeah. Right. I don't understand what formula whoever said that is thinking about. Because the story, you had storylines from the week they carried over. You had new storylines. You had, I mean, an actual two-hour program. You see what I'm saying? Like, what didn't make sense for this for this person? And I, I honestly would never have thought Eric said that. So, um, I don't think Cornette would have said it. Russo would maybe come to mind for saying something like that, but I think even Russo would understand, you know, Saturday show. The only reason Russo would say it is to be that contrarian, you know, to be the guy that that gets somebody to complain, really. Mm. That's why Russo would do it. But I'm assuming he didn't do it. No, it was not Russo. I mean, literally, they, you know, at one time, the most coveted wrestling spot on any network mm-hmm. was 6.05 on TBS. Yeah. On guess what, people? Saturday night. 6.05. Not primetime, 6.05. 6.05, so literally, yeah. You know, if you had plans Saturday night, you could watch WCW Saturday night. And then you could go out. <laughs> well, I, yeah, but I think if I remember right, like TBS was always like five minutes off or something. Yeah, because like. of the um, uh, the Braves usually. And the, they always had like five minutes off, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like everything was always five minutes off. Yeah. And I really, you know, I don't know, maybe it was, it was because of the wrestling was probably the biggest show on TBS. Mm-hmm. As far as like, what they call it, um, a new uh, new material, whatever, whatever, like uh, episodic, I guess. Right. You know, it was it was probably the big maybe, maybe that's and they you know they just built the whole network around that and nobody's ever come out and said that but like, how can you not say Saturday nights, <coughs> you know? Not important. 
Well, Saturday WCW Saturday Night, I recall it being a very good show. Mm-hmm. Literally every week you had a cool main event. I I remember really enjoying WCW Saturday Night. So I don't understand, and I'll tell you who it was here in a second, but I don't understand the thought process behind you have to have a successful formula. Um, you know, Saturday Night's main event after 1993-ish sucked balls. You know, the storylines weren't consistent. There was no thought process behind it. It was just... You know, Vince had a deal with Fox and said, hey, let's do Saturday Night's Main Event. And then he got back on NBC, and ultimately, where did it go? It went to, uh, what, USA? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think it did. But, I mean, the original the original stuff from mm-hmm. Saturday Night's Main Event, the kids, like Hogan and, and uh, who was it, Orndorff and Hogan drop it at the same time? Yeah, yeah. That's legendary yep. stuff. Yeah. Again, Saturday at one time was the most important day for wrestling. Mm-hmm. And again, uh, you know, for WWE, but I know for the NWA or Jim Crockett, Saturday morning was wrestling. Yeah. Followed then by 6.05, which was a two-hour show. Which was then followed one more time after the news came on mm-hmm. at about eleven thirty at night for another hour. And trust me when I tell you, I'm not the only person that'll say I sat and watched four hours of wrestling every Saturday religiously. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm yeah. not the only one to tell you that. No, no. Tell me the boob that said it. Bully Ray. Wasn't Bully Ray. No? Okay. <laughs> Wasn't Meltzer. Bully Ray. Wasn't Meltzer, former WWE employee, now back at Eric ESPN. Bischoff. No? Wasn't Eric Bischoff? Not this time, anyway. Coach. It was the coach. Very good. Well, you kind of gave away with ESPN. <laughs> well, I had to give a hint. You, were, you weren't really jumping in. But, yeah, Jonathan Coachman, of all people. Well, yeah, but, you know, it doesn't shock me. I mean, he's a diehard. <laughs> he's a lifer for WWE. He's not going <laughs> to. Yeah. Again, this is probably some guy that, you know, he'll tell you how much wrestling he watched as a kid. Mm-hmm. But then you're going to be able to figure him out pretty quick. Yeah, kind of like Goldberg, where he started talking about the people he watched, and then you see his bio, and he's like, I didn't watch wrestling as a kid. I'm yeah. a football guy. Yeah. There are other But yeah, trust me when I tell you, Saturday was a and People are still sitting there going. Probably WWE program or WWF program, and I just wasn't watching Rob, I'm sorry, you you were kind of cutting in and out there. We're talking, of course, about Saturday Collision being confirmed for AEW. Now, you know, former WWE employees talking about how Saturdays have never been a, a historically great night for wrestling, which is, of course, we all know bullshit. But you were making a point. What were you saying, sir? I was just saying, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen a company like it that will fire people, let them go. And they're still so a company man. Yeah. 
You know, like they fired Jonathan Coachman how many times over the years? Two or three. And then he finally is like, oh, I'm going to go off to do ESPN. But now it's like, oh, I'm still a company man. You know, like it's just, it goes back to what we talked about last week with Eric Bischoff. Yeah. You know, it's just the the dumbness some of these people say. It's just mind-boggling. Well, and it, and it speaks volumes because a guy like Jim Cornette, who is notoriously – you know, been negative about AEW, praised the collision announcement as saying it's a great move to get AEW on Saturdays, and it's a great night for wrestling. No one else is doing it. Well, there's no doubt in my mind, though, that Omega and the Bucks were not on AEW wrestling. Uh Uh-huh. Cornette wouldn't say a bad thing about them. I think he, deep down inside, in places he doesn't want to talk about, absolutely loves AEW. Because to me, it's the closest wrestling out right now to what he probably is fond of. You got rid of Kenny and and the Bucks, he'd be like, oh, I love AEW. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and, and hopefully when we get more of a look at what what AEW is doing with, again, I say roster split, but who knows. It'll be, you know, something that's easy to track and easy to follow as most of the other programs have been. Well, I mean, if it's a true roster split, what are you going to follow? I know what I'm saying? Like they're gonna yeah. be like, okay, these people are here. People are here. I bet you they're not gonna do like the WWE is. Really confusion. Oh, this champ can be on either show, and then next thing you know, you got everybody just flopping over. Hmm. What does that sound like? That sounds like a WWE brand invitational. Yeah, like. <laughs> You know, and then we're going to make our free agents some of the most uninteresting people. You can't tell me you don't like watching Akira Tozawa. <laughs> He's a free agent? Yeah. Oh, Lord. And so is Elias. And yeah. Like, well, they, so I would be, I'm okay with Elias. Because he is a little bit more entertaining than Akira Tozawa. <laughs> And Baron Corbin. Yeah, well, we know that experiment. Um, I mean, Brock is a free agent. Drew is a free agent. Elias. I mean, and you know, Baron Corbin, I guess. Just some respect in Sazawa. That's fantastic. Well... Hopefully you're right. And then some of the ones straight from NXT are, aren't they? Yeah, Vaughn Wagner is the equivalent of watching paint dry. <laughs> He's horrible. God, please never give him the microphone. Ever. Oh, I'm sure they will. Yeah. Does he have like a German accent or anything? 
No, no, that's the thing. Like he's the son of one of the Beverly brothers. And they they lean into it a little bit, like on NXT. They talk about mm-hmm. some of his, his history or his family history or whatever. And now the going thing is <clears throat> this past week on NXT, I happened to catch a clip of it where he's backstage and he's got an iPad and he's watching one of the old Beverly Brothers matches. It just happened to be at Wembley Stadium. All well. time, right? <laughs> <laughs> so he's watching it and then his former current, I don't know, manager Robert Stone, formerly known as Robbie E from Impact, mm-hmm. comes up to him and has a picture of him as a baby. Mm-hmm. And says, now you got to tell me about this picture. And Von Wagner just deadpan looks at the camera and goes, nice try, and walks away. I was like, what the actual fuck just happened here? <laughs> huh? <laughs> okay, it's a baby picture. Cool. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, I mean... No. Now that I think about it, <laughs> what sense does it make? Well, hopefully, like I said, hopefully you're right that they don't do anything confusing like that. But there's a possibility they might. Today it was reported that they have trademarked what's called the transfer portal. Described as an effort to explain when people go from brand to brand. Oh, dear God. I wonder if the trademark people ever just look at people from the WWE coming in going, um... No, no. you're talking about AEW. No. Mm-hmm. Or is that WWE? No, I'm talking about AEW. Yeah. Oh. Still sounds stupid. I mean, if, if it's done in a way that makes sense, like a New Japan talent coming in, then, okay, I kind of get it. Because they have that working relationship with New Japan. But if it's strictly like, oh, Orange Cassidy is coming to collision. Uh, no. Let's not go that route. The transfer portal. We got the forbidden door, and now we got the transfer portal. Yeah. Next, it'll be the invasion sliding glass door. No, I, I thought mean, it was the forbidden door. You know, who knows what who knows what they'll do with it? But I'm sure it'll be hijinks plenty. But I mean, again, you know, there'll probably be some that crawl over. But mm-hmm. you know, hopefully, they'll stack both rosters and leave it alone for at least. Six months or a year. But knowing them, they'll fuck it up just like WWE. (laughs) So. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Uh, one of the things I, I forgot to mention out of uh, New Japan's resurgence last night, Eddie Kingston is going to be uh, challenging. Um, he's going to be taking on Kenta on either July 4th or July 5th. For the, what is it called? Uh, New Japan Strong Openweight Championship. Have they ever fought before? I have no idea. Well, I'm talking about like an AEW or whatever. No, no, they have not. You need to get a little CM Punk up in now for Kenta. See, that's what I want to see. I want to see Kenta and CM Punk at Forbidden Door. <laughs> that's what I want. <laughs> the go to sleep versus the go to sleep. Let's see who really hits it the best. Whoever Tony wants to. Right, yeah, exactly. Here's a million bucks. You'll take it if I tell you to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, hey, you know, we did get something back last Wednesday. What? We got the Elite back last Wednesday. We got Hangman Page, Kenny Sorry, Omega. About Hangman. He's, huh? pirate. He's Pirate Page at the moment. <laughs> pirate. Pirate. Arr. <laughs> Arr, me baby. Did you watch the clip I sent to you or the, the video I sent to you for BTE? Yeah. <laughs> they got their baby back ribs and then they said, nah, fuck that. <laughs> We're going to Wendy's. Well, I think they talk about Cracker Barrel, but. That would have been a nice little throwback. Because <clears throat> to me, uh, Paige and the um, Dark Lord were more. Uh, you know, uh, chilies. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the main one. So. Dark Order came in, of course, and ratted out Matt Jackson <laughs> for giving Adam Page the nod. I liked that uh, Kenny Omega finally just like, no, I already knew. <laughs> I was glad that happened that way. We'd finally be done with that that secret. <laughs> Matt the Man Jackson was what he wanted to call him. <laughs> uh, BCC versus uh, the Elite at Double or Nothing in Anarchy in the Arena. Rob, you called that one, I believe. Rob said, fuck you. I did. Yeah, really? <laughs> So is that going to be like a pre-taped thing, or are they going to do that live? Pre-taped. No, in the arena is a fight in the arena. Yeah. Yeah. 
They do those live. It's gonna it's gonna be sections of both. Well, Anarchy in the Arena, the first one was the the inner circle against the pinnacle. Wasn't it? Uh, I don't remember. They've only done it maybe two times. Maybe maybe once. But that's one was when they hit him with the golf cart, right? What did you say, Rob? Wasn't the one of them when he got hit by the Sammy Guevara got hit by the golf cart? No, that's Stadium. Stadium Stampede. Yeah, we're, yeah. Oh. That one was pretty good, though. Uh, yeah, last uh, Anarchy in the Arena match took place last year's Double or Nothing. Uh, so, yeah, it was uh, Inner Circle and the Pinnacle last year. <clears throat> Same type of match, but different. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> or was that Inner Circle versus... The BCC. That was yeah, because like the first ten minutes was uh, they had Mox's music playing the whole time, and Mox was beating somebody's ass in the crowd. <laughs> I remember that. Mox was already bleeding. <laughs> right, right. Come back. You know, they finally cut the music. He's already bloodied up. I remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Damn. Took me a minute to get my brain right. It's going to take you more than a minute. I mean, I never said I was perfect. So this this uh, this coming, I want to say weekend. Yeah, this this coming weekend, this coming Sunday, Double or Nothing has got a stacked card. Now we've got Anarchy in the Arena, the Elite taking on the Blackpool Combat Club. We got the AEW Women's Championship. Jamie Jamie Hader will defend against Tony Storm. She lose. You think the hater loses? Mm-hmm. I did. Wardlow defending against Christian in a ladder match. The TNT title. Not sure how I feel about that one yet. It's a ladder match, though, so it could be pretty damn good. International Championship, AEW champ, AEW International Champion, Orange Cassidy defends. In a blackjack battle royal, in a 21-man blackjack battle royal. Is this just basically a casino battle royal where he's defending the title? Mm, I think it's just a battle royal with an odd number. I mean, he did ask Renee Paquette if she wanted to, to challenge for it, to make it 22, but she said no. As much as it is be, but no, that's not. AEW tag titles: FTR versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal with Mark Briscoe as a special guest referee. They're going down. Yeah, this past week, <laughs> Jarrett and Lethal confront FTR. It looks like we're finally getting FTR. Coming out on top of that one, but no, no, no. As they set up to hit the big rig, who should come out and hit the low blow? I can't believe I'm going to say this. It's 2023, and AEW has Karen Jarrett. 
Why? <laughs> Why? Listen, bro. I'm going to stop hating on them Jareds. Oh, no. Uh, he gave, when he gave Tony Khan, Jared gave Tony Khan a hug back last year. What he did is he did the book and book. And so Tony Khan's like, oh, look, man, I got this great idea. Let's bring in your wife to do a low blow. <gasps> Where would you ever do That's awesome. Can't believe they're going to do the, the FTR dirty this way. How are they doing them dirty? Good business. Jeff Jarrett over. Wow. So, again, what's wrong with Jeff Jarrett? He, he's annoying. To you? But he gets the booze, right? That he does. And he gets loud. Loud booze. It's not just like a couple people going, no, it's the entire arena booing him out of the building. So, yeah, I'll give you that. Then, of course, Lethal and uh, Jerry in that same little uh, uh, brawl or whatever you want to call it, smash guitars over both guys' heads. That was brutal looking, by the way. You just stop talking about the Jarrett's like that. They're good people. Then we got the main event, AEW Talks World Championship. about them and the internet messes up. <laughs> then we got the World Championship on the line. MJF defending against Sammy Guevara, Jungle Boy Jack Perry, and Darby Allen. I'm... What? Go ahead. Why is that light card? Are you missing anybody? Jade Cargill and Ty Valkyrie. Yep, Jade is defending against Ty Valkyrie. I don't think Ty Valkyrie is going to win that title. Oh, she'll win. I think they're going to take Jade to 100 and 0. So then who beats her at 100? <laughs> Whoever is the hot hand at the time. The Fabulous Moolah. That's that's a little dark, Rob. Uh, she's uh, you know, no longer with us. I'm just gonna put that out there. Dead person's not gonna win the title. So I put well, they gotta out. come up with somebody because shit, they're gonna feed the whole roster to her and be like, "Who's gonna beat her?" Well, maybe Has by Brett that Baker point. Fought her yet? No, actually, she hasn't. Maybe that's what they do. Hmm. Britt Baker and Jade Cargo. I don't know. That could that could be good. Maybe. I still say it should have been Ty Conti. A long, long time ago. That's what we're doing now? That's right. Coming up with some stupid ass. Hey, hey, don't, don't you. I will tolerate no defamation of character to Ty Conti. Oh, shit. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe Athena? She, she she could have been the one. But no, 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 no. How about Ruby? No, can't do that. Maybe just wait with some goddamn patience. 
No. I want it now! <laughs> Make it happen! Do it! Uh, let's see. From a prediction standpoint, Anarchy in the Arena, Elite versus BCC. Who you got, Brian? I'll go BCC. Oh, okay. Anything special shenanigans-wise you might want to throw into that? Uh, what's his name? Uh, the Jackal. Don Callis. Mm-hmm. I'm sure his alliances will become known. So will uh, to So Because that'll, that'll, that'll now become a five-on-four. And we move on to the cage match. Blood and guts. Blood and guts. Adam Cole and Chris Jericho is, uh, is also official for Double or Nothing. Um, Rob, your prediction for the Anarchy in the Arena first. Well, it's going to be the BCC. Oh, wow. So both of you say the BCC. It's okay. their match. It's about beating ass, and they're, going to, they're just going to clobber them. Wow. Am I the only person that thinks it might be the elite? Well, then you're wrong, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, fine. <laughs> I guess, I guess that's just how it's going to be. Uh, so Adam Cole, Chris Jericho, what do we think? Uh, I'll say, oh, uh, Brian says Cole. Yeah. Yeah. Rob, what do you think? Cole, Jericho, who you got? Cole. Cole. Bye, bye. I agree. I think it's going to be Adam Cole. I think they're pushing him towards a main event run with uh, MJF or whoever the champion is coming out of uh, Double or Nothing. Uh, let's see here. We'll go ahead and go with Cargill and Taya Valkyrie. I already said that I don't think is going to win. So I think it's going to be Jade. Brian, who you got? Oh, I think it'll be Taya. Hmm. Brian says it's going to be a new host champ. I mean, TBS champ. Rob, what do you think? <laughs> um, I'm going to say this, and I cannot believe I'm saying it, but it's going to be Jade. There we go. Now we're on the same page. Look at that. Feels so much better now. I'm not on the same page. I didn't say Jade. No, I, I meant Rob and I are on the same oh. page. Oh, okay. Well, you two's same page is wrinkled and thrown in the trash. Well, that's not nice. Don't say that kind of stuff. How oh, dare you, sir? I did. I said it. AEW Women's Championship. Jamie Hayter defending against Tony Storm. The Outcasts and the Originals have been legitimately brawling every freaking week. Uh, I don't know. I almost feel like I should flip a coin on this just because I want to deal with the storyline. What do you guys think? Uh, Rob, who do you got? Uh, 
Hi, I'm Rob. I got nothing. Did you, did you ask me a question? I did, sir. I asked, who do you got between J.B. Hader and Tony Storm? Huh? Hello? Yes, sir. Hello? Ground uh -huh. control to Major Rob. I think Skype is not treating Rob very nicely right now. Hello? Hello, sir? Is he screwing with you? Like, no, I think, I you trying think to hijack your show or something? I think poor Rob's Skype is just jaked hello? up. Let me try to uh, remove him and I'll re-add him. No, no, just let him keep saying hello. Or <laughs> entertaining. He'll, he'll figure it out sooner or later. Well, let's see if it'll sort itself out. Hello. Brian, um, Hater versus Tony Storm, what do you got? Oh, Tony Storm. Tony, okay. That's probably a safe bet, honestly. I mean, I feel like – I honestly thought that maybe it was going to be uh, Soraya to come out with the championship mm -hmm. from the Outcast, but, yeah, that, that makes sense. I'm not sure I can pick against that. I know you can't, so pick with me. Yeah, I'm going to go with you. I think I think you're right. I think it's going to be Tony. You're damn right it is. going to be Tony time. <clears throat> yeah, poor Rob just dropped off. We'll see if we can get him back in here in a minute. Okay, um, TNT Championship in a ladder match. We got Wardlow and Christian. This is Christian's, uh, hey, this is his match. Does he win the title, yeah. Brian? Uh, uh, God, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm almost thinking Wardlow. Okay, okay. He's got uh, Glock Anderson in his corner. That's right. Beware Glock Anderson. Unless this whole thing's been working, Anderson got paid by Christian. No, oh, no my Christian. gosh. That'd be a messed up swerve. <laughs> but, hey, it is Arn Anderson. And if there's a guy that's pretty good at a swerve, I'd give no, him I can't Arn. believe it. I'm going to go Wardlow. Stick with Wardlow. Okay. No. Looks like we might Christian. have Rob back. You say Christian? Yep. Okay. And uh, Jamie Hader and Tony Storm, who you got? Uh, Tony Storm. Tony Storm. Wow. All of us picked Tony Storm. Nice. Uh, damn. Uh, I'm, I'm tempted to say Christian. I, although that swerve that Brian just mentioned, I didn't expect. I think it's probably going to be Christian, though. Yeah, I'm going to put Christian in there. I'll put that in my list. <clears throat> All righty, and here we go. Here we go. Here we go. The AEW International Championship on the line. Orange Cassidy in a 21 blackjack battle royal. I don't even know all of the combatants. So I guess it's more of a yes or no uh, Rob, does Orange Cassidy successfully defend? No. No. He says, no. This is the way they can have him lose and not lose anything. Right. And does not, maybe doesn't get a pinfall kind of thing. He's on kind of a crazy win streak. All right, Brian. Orange Cassidy, does he defend or not? Does he lose the title? Mm, I'm not saying. 
That's not how this works, Brian. It is. If no, you don't not. know who all the participants are. Ugh. It's like working with Bobby Heenan. And trust me, watch, Rob. We'll get there. We'll get to the match, and then I knew he was going to do that. Oh, yeah. OC. Well, I mean. No answer. <laughs> what if I said Will Osprey, right? I mean, anything can happen. <laughs> right, but it's probably not going to happen. But I'm going to say that he does defend. All right, All so right. I got my pick. Okay, who's your pick? Miro. Oh, okay. How about that? That actually would be very cool. How about that? Catch me outside. <laughs> <laughs> Miro. I'll put that next to it. Rob, do you want to put pick a specific name? Well, who's going to beat him? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, no, who's going to win? Because in that, he can be beat without. Yeah, yeah. You know, he can get thrown over first. And... That would be so funny. <laughs> He's eliminated first. Well, match is over. <laughs> Whoever. Got a new champ, no matter what. It's going to be. I don't know. I mean, I like Miro. I like that. I like that pick, yeah. Well, y'all can't pick it. I picked it. Pick somebody else. Claudio. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Claudio. No, he's in the other one, isn't he? Oh, yeah. yeah he's, he's already in- booked. He's in the Anarchy in the Arena. Mm-hmm. Dang, uh, it. Let's see who's not listed so far. You got uh, Lance Archer. Kip Sabian, probably Butcher and the Blade. Uh, Dark oh, Order. Really, what's that? Dark Somebody Order. Dark Order. Um, so I do realize a match that is on the card that I'll talk about here in a moment. Um, Hook's not mentioned. Uh, best Friends. Bandito, Roosh. Lucha Brothers. Well, they're on Ring of Honor right now, aren't they? Or they're the Ring of Honor tag. I'm going to say Dustin. Ooh. I like that. I like that. Very cool. All right. So a match I just realized was confirmed uh, on Rampage in a six-man tag match with a contract on the line. The Ass Boys and Ethan Page take on the Hardy Boys and Brother Zay. Or Isaiah Cassidy, depending on how you want to mention it. If the Hardys and Isaiah win, Ethan Page's contract goes to Matt Hardy. Oh, we can just chalk that up to Matt Hardy winning. <laughs> All right. Brian says the Hardys right out of the gate. Okay. Rob? Yeah. Hardys. Hardys. And it's a hardy party because I think it's. I think you're right. I think it's Ethan Page has to work for Matt Hardy, so I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. It's going to be so fun, you know, seeing him as a butler. Or... Oh, my God, yeah. Maybe we'll get him in, uh, what is it, uh, what's that stupid robot uh, that Matt Hardy has? Oh, Vanguard. 
Yes. Maybe we'll get a little Vanguard. Maybe we'll get his father-in-law involved. Senior Benjamin. Show him to the like, uh, dilapidated <laughs> boat. <laughs> get some King Maxwell. Oh, my God. Yes, I'm getting his ass whipped by, by the little kids. That was pretty cool. Okay. Uh, AEW Tag Team Championship. I mean, we already know where Brian stands on this. Rob, I mean, he's he's already said that Jeff Jarrett's going to win all the titles. He's going to be the next Roman Reigns of AEW. What do you think? All the titles, you little jackass. <laughs> Way to take it to the other extreme, Stan. I don't know what you're talking about. FTR or As much as I like FTR, I think it's going to be Jeff Jarrett and Lethal. I can't believe you both are disposed to me. I mean, I, I like I love FTR. Right, but. right. Uh, here's the thing, and this is where it gets gets difficult. The question isn't necessarily if FTR is going to win, but the question is really who would be next for them if if they win, right? So you've got so many different things happening. Would it really be a bad thing to have the Hardys beat Lethal and Jarrett? For their, you know, finally get their tag team title win, and then set FTR up maybe to win them again. I mean, sometimes the chase is mm-hmm. you know, that much funner. I mean, FTR can win it back from them, right? Almost doesn't work out, you know. Or let somebody else have a whack at it for a while, and then FTR can get them back. Hmm. Damn. I hate it when you make sense. Or maybe CM Punk shows up on Wednesday, and now we have a CM Punk and FTR that, well, nothing's tied him down to go against the House of Black in a six-man match. Ooh, trios titles. I'd be all right with that. Only to lead to the Elite. See how that works? Yeah. See, look at you. Booker of the Year, Brian Taylor, right here. You play checkers, my friend. I play chess. <laughs> <laughs> well said, sir. Well said. <laughs> four pillars, four corners match. Darby, Jack Perry, Sammy Guevara, MJF for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. All right, Brian. You're first. Wait, there's no House of Black? Not yet. Not yet. Oh, good. Hopefully it'll, hopefully it'll happen. Um... Listen, I, I'm not going to be able to go against a man, MJF. I mean, he's on a huge run right now. I, I don't know if they're going to be willing to take the title off of him or not. It's really tough to tell. Rob, what do you think? I mean, do I feel any of them are going to beat MJF? No. Do I feel like if there's a moment for MJF to lose and be able to come out and whine for the next six months about how he didn't lose, mm-hmm. then this would be it. Would this be a way to give it to Darby? And then to Darby get his ass royally kicked for the next two weeks until MJF gets it back? You know? So if it's not MJF, it's going to be Darby. 
Hmm. You got to pick one. Darby. Hmm. All right. Darby. Uh, I'm kind of thinking they might put it on Sammy. Bit. I mean, hear me out. Sammy has had a pretty solid run with them. He's held the TNT title, what, three times? Uh, he's been part of a lot of their major storylines. I don't want to say all, but a lot of them. Um, and he seems to be turning face, or perhaps it was just their attempt while he was in Austin. Um, I don't know. Part of me feels like they're going to put it on Sammy. <laughs> And part of you thinks you have hair, but you don't. Shh. Don't ever say that again. Well, I'm going to put I, Sammy down as my pick, even though I know it's a long shot. Notice none of us consider Jungle Boy. <laughs> nobody picked Jungle Boy. <laughs> <laughs> nobody picked Jungle Boy. Speaking of in every predictions that I've looked up as far as like different podcasts, nobody's picking Jungle Boy. And he'll be nobody one. cares. <laughs> That's wild. Jungle, Jungle Boy, Boy wins it only to lose it to Christian. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah I mean, I, I, I personally, you know, it's going to take a bit to get it off MJF, I think. Yeah. I mean, they've got something really special with him. I mean, right now, it, it would seemingly... I don't know if it would derail progress. It would set up for an interesting story turn. But I think it kind of does make more sense for him to keep the title. But if I was going to – I don't know. I'm just going with my heart on this one, thinking that maybe Sammy does it. But I definitely see your point. On the other side of the page, Saturday is Night of Champions. Here's what we have so far. Becky Lynch against Trish Stratus. Rhea Ripley defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against Natalya. Bianca Belair defending the Raw Women's Championship against Asuka. Yeah, don't don't worry. If it seems weird that you just saw Rhea Ripley on Monday and you saw Bianca Belair on Friday, you're not alone because they're on the total wrong brands for these titles. But whatever. Gunther defending the Intercontinental Championship against Mustafa Ali. Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa challenging Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for the Undisputed Tag Team Championship. Tentatively still Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes, although it could be with one arm behind his back. And then the finals of the World Heavyweight Championship Tournament, Seth Rollins and the uh, phenomenal one himself, AJ Styles. Gotta be honest, it kind of sounds like it might be a, 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 some good matches there, so a good card. Yeah, it's not a bad card. We'll start with Becky and Trish. Um, of course, Becky and Lita were recently tag team champions. Lita got jumped. Turns out it was Trish all along. Trish turns on Becky after she and Becky lose the women's tag titles after she volunteered. A crappy turn. Yeah, not not very well done. And now we're headed to this grudge match. Uh, I mean, I'm figuring it's Becky. 
I don't know of any reason why they would put Trish over unless they're going to stretch this to SummerSlam. Back full time. You never know, man. You never know. Well, Brian, back to your Trish. Oh, definitely back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Definitely Becky. Rob? Becky. Becky. I'm not betting. Can I... Becky's got it. SmackDown Women's Championship, Rhea Ripley defending against Natalia. Do I even need to ask? No. <laughs> Rhea. Yeah, I, I have a feeling we all figure it's Ripley. This is the night of champions that no belt is changing except the one that nobody has. Did I answer it? Yeah, yeah, I think I think you've uh, hit the nail on the head there. Just typing it in our notes here. All right, so Bianca Belair and Asuka going by that same formula. Anybody going to pick Asuka? Uh, yes. I'll take Oscar. Brian will take Oscar. Uh, for the for the record, yeah. it's interesting that we've got, you know, when they first started going to Jetta, there were no women's matches. Now we've got three in a row. Rob, well. you gonna take Oscar? You gonna take Bianca? I want to take Oscar, but Brian didn't. I don't want to feel like I'm following him again. Uh, okay. So you pick Bianca, then who's Stan to pick? Okay, I'll pick Bianca, then Stan. All right, who are you going to pick? Are you going to follow me? Or are you going to follow Brian? Because either way, you're following one of us. I guess I'm following uh, following you because I'm going to pick Bianca too. I, I think you're right on the formula for, for these matches. I mean, it's going to be interesting. Uh, Gunther against Mustafa Ali. I mean, would they take the chance of having Ali get the underdog win? Well, yeah, they could. But they've done nothing to set it up. Yeah, but it's an underdog win. What would they set up? Well, there's not been any kind of telegraphing or anything like that. I'll give you that. But again, though, it's an underdog win. They wouldn't telegraph that. Yeah. Gunther mm. would be beating the piss out of them every chance he got. Right, right. And again, Ali could still get a win maybe by DQ. <laughs> Bless you. Excuse me. Oh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say Ali. There's still that possibility. There's still hope, damn it. Pete's sake, Stan. You know, uh, Ollie ain't Ollie winning shit, especially in Jet. <laughs> you both are jumping on me all of a sudden. <laughs> Rob says <laughs> Ollie ain't winning nothing. Brian, what were you saying? I said, not everybody has to be picked here. This doesn't have to be WrestleMania where everybody has to get a WrestleMania moment. Everybody gets a trophy. <laughs> Stan. What? It's Jetta. Nobody cares. That's fair. 
<sighs> this is like Tuesday in Texas, but it just keeps happening every year. <laughs> it's, it's Groundhog Day. <laughs> Don't drive. It's angry. a paid show. The WWE's like, yes, we're going. <laughs> the only belt that's changing hands is the one that ain't nobody got yet. Oh, and that mysterious green belt that we only saw once. The greatest Royal Rumble ever. Kevin Owens and Sammy defending against the bloodline, Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa. You think they take the chance and give Roman another another belt? I could see them doing it. I hope they don't. But I could see it. I mean, they do well, love themselves some Roman. Yeah, but aren't we starting something with Sokoa? Isn't he like uh, starting to fall out or something? Yeah, so Friday, um, there was a, uh interaction between Solo and Roman and the Usos where Roman turns and bumps into Solo and basically looks like he's scared of Solo. That's, I mean, they've, they've set up also the dissension between the Usos and Roman as well. But those are the two pieces that they've laid out. So they've mm-hmm. really put a lot of shadow of doubt on, the, on the whether or not that's going to be a, a bloodline victory. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... I'm going to have to stick with the tag teams. Okay. KO and Sammy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Rob, I assume you're going the same direction. Huh? KO and Sammy. Yes. Because I can <laughs> never pick Roman. Sorry. I'd pick my own nose before it came to Roman. Wow. All right, then. <laughs> yeah, I kind of agree. I think that... Uh, I think he, I think the Usos will somehow screw it up for Roman and Solo. All right. Especially Cody. with all the heat that they've gotten because they created a belt because Roman doesn't want to play all the time. Oh, and AJ Styles did an interview about that, by the way, saying the title created because Roman Roman already holds the other two. How can it not feel like a secondary title? Ouch. Actually, a third wheel title. Right? Here's your WrestleMania consolation prize. Yeah, yeah. And then the guy who gets it, who was supposed to get it, ain't even getting it. <laughs> no, no, they, they took him out of it. <laughs> so we might have a one armed Cody against Brock Lesnar in a, in a crutch match. <laughs> we joked about it earlier, Brian. You think that's what happens? You think Cody wins with one arm? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, how could he not win, right? Mm-hmm. Unless they're going to do the unthinkable and push this a little bit further into the summer. And it will probably be as crazy <laughs> as the last match. Right? Everybody will be like, oh, there's no way that Cody Rhodes beat Brock Lesnar with one arm and then... He's going to pull some, like, crazy shenanigans, roll him up in 30 seconds, and the match will be over. Cody with the small package win. Mm-hmm. Cody with a low blow. 
Yeah, or he'll pull a Randy Orton. The cast will have been fake all along. Halfway in the match, he, you know, the cast gets ripped off, stays in the ring. Cody picks it up, knocks Brock out. Oh, okay. Hmm. So, Rob, you're on the Cody train? <clears throat> sure, why not? <laughs> it's like pissing in the wind, but yeah. I mean, they are kind of setting you up to get another another heartbreak. <laughs> See, you're not going to pull Cody because you're like, <laughs> can't sleep, clowns eat. No. Uh. <laughs> I'm going to start sitting in a rocking chair after this. Screw me once. <laughs> I tend to think that they're gonna they're gonna somehow have Cody beat him, even though, you know, Brock has just whipped his ass every single time they've crossed paths since uh, Backlash. And we get to our main event. It's for the Raw World Heavyweight Championship. Seth freaking Rollins against AJ Styles. I honestly am not sure. Well, I want it to be AJ Styles, but the way I keep seeing things on the WWE social media page, I think it's going to be Seth freaking Rollins. So that's your pick of Seth based off of what you've seen? Okay. Brian, Seth or AJ? AJ. AJ. Okay. Hmm. Could there be shenanigans afoot where Seth is for some reason not able to compete for the title and somebody else fills in for him? Roman. Could they somehow pull the wool over all of our eyes and have Roman win this championship? If Seth can't do it, they'll do it to Roman, and then Roman will just say, oh, look, now I have them all. What are you going to do? Make another title? Uh-huh. <laughs> and then he'll leave all three of them in the ring. Screw you guys. I'm going home. Well, there is a there is a report going out there that Roman's getting ready to take some time off before SummerSlam, so he will not be at uh, Money in the Bank. Hmm. I want them to do another Money in the Bank in the Titan Tower. That was a lot of fun. I did watch that the other day. Just don't throw somebody off the roof. It'd be like. <laughs> Best part was with, like, the next night on Raw where they're trying to explain it. Uh, turns out they landed on uh, some crash pads. They're uh, they're all doing okay. I'm going to say Seth, even though part of me does think they're going to pull shenanigans. It just reeks of what Triple H and Vince will do. Oh. Or maybe they'll screw with us all and make it Dom. <laughs> Dominic Mysterio. 
Mm-hmm. Or maybe that's a no because it should be seven yeah. minutes and not eight minute eggs. <laughs> Step into my office. You're fucking fired. <laughs> Love that movie. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, that's a that's a lot of a lot of wrestling this weekend. Not to mention we got Rampage on Friday. We got the. Uh, we got Dynamite this week, and Dynamite, as far as this week, let's take a look at the card. It's the Double or Nothing Go Home Show. We'll be, there'll be an interview with FTR. We've got the ROH Tag Team Championship on the line as the Lucha Brothers defend against Claudio and Wheeler Yuta. Uh, yeah, that's going to be badass. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking the Elite must be getting involved here. Orange Cassidy defending the International Championship against Kyle Fletcher of Aussie Open, United Empire. I think that'll be badass. Yes. And quite possibly it'll set up start to set up uh, for Ben Door too. We got Taya Valkyrie facing off against Lady Frost. Lady Frost, formerly of the Virginia area. It's kind of cool. Uh, Ricky Stark scheduled for an interview. The Trios Championship on the line as the House of Black defends against Blake Christian, A.R. Fox, and former WWE superstar Grand Metalik. I think somebody's hit it for self-destruction. House of Black, I think it should win that fairly easily. And we also have Jericho and Adam Cole signing their contracts for Double or Nothing. By the way, that match is supposed to be an unsanctioned match. I'm kind of over the unsanctioned uh, stipulation. They've had so many of them. Like three of Mox's matches have been unsanctioned. Two of Kenny's have been unsanctioned. Time to find a new stipulation. Uh, so you realize unsanctioned is just another term for no disqualification, right? Well, and it, it means that the win or the loss doesn't count on their record either. Okay, so do wins and losses really count at all? They're supposed to. No, no. You know what I'm asking. Mm-hmm. Because I'm pretty sure been in a few meetings. Do wins and losses really matter? Don't give me the goddamn what everybody thinks when they watch TV bullshit. Oh, you want the business answer. The business answer is no. They don't matter for shit. (laughs) So, based off the business answer, it's nothing more than a no DQ match. Mm -hmm. And are you that much of a communist wrestling Um, fan now that you can't even enjoy a good old-fashioned ODQ match. 
Oh, don't you dare call me a communist. I did call you communist. I am not. You are too. Uh uh-uh. uh. If you don't like no DQ answers, you're communist. Wow. Is that the same as, like, if you don't like blood matches, you're a communist? No, the problem is... No, that's because your favorite match is those lights-out matches where they wear hoods around the ring and, like... Oh, God, not the blood all matches. all fours. No! <laughs> the problem is that some fans that weren't thinking he's a communist, though. Listen, I'm you're... more of a professional wrestling fan. I just like to see these two guys get in the ring, shake hands, rask. It's I'm still willing to be, damn it. Shit. I didn't know I was communist. My name's Stan Grubb, and I like, I like cage matches with referees. That the only way to lose is a pinfall. Jesus. Mueller? Mueller, get in here. This little guy <laughs> me communist because I don't like no DQ matches. This is getting out of hand. Referees and cage matches. What's wrong with you? This reminds me of the MacArthur Files. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, Damn it, Murphy, you know J. Edgar Huber. He didn't like no DQ matches either. So <laughs> old fashioned American, this guy just called me Commons. That damn Kennedy. He wanted all the no DQ matches. <laughs> Here's some bullshit. <laughs> damn. Mm-mm. That's good clean fun right there. <laughs> I should be as an American be able to enjoy what I want. Well, fine. When I say I don't like the blood or the no DQ match. Y'all ain't right, man. No. Stan's favorite thing is all them extreme rules pay-per-views that don't have extreme matches in them. <laughs> oh, now you've gone too far. <laughs> now you've stepped over the line, sir. <laughs> Back in my day, Bertha, we had Bob Backlund, and he was just an Olympic-style wrestler. That's what he did. He wrestled. He didn't put up with no chairs or chains or didn't want no blood. He didn't no wrestle. closed fist, neither. That's <laughs> what I like growing up. I like the wrestling. You remember they, they why, tried to play that, that gimmick off during the 90s? What gimmick? The Bob That's why Stan's favorite wrestler <laughs> is that Hulk Hogan because, you know, he could be a barbed wire match and have it wrapped around his fist and he'd come out with no scratches at all. <laughs> hey, I'm the one that said they should have gone hardcore with Hulk Hogan. Hardcore Hulk Hogan. That would have been awesome. Damn it, Burper, I still take my vitamins because that man. <laughs> he ain't do no D, no DQ matches. Cause by God, I'm a real American. <laughs> oh wait, <Ba-ding. laughs> not the spittoon. <laughs> Damn. And you know what? The next champ it's gonna be JBL. Now I can't even joke about that. That's dumb as shit. <laughs> yeah, really, Shane. You just really fucked the mood up. <laughs> we were having fun. We were having fun and goofing <laughs> off, and then Stan had to get all stupid. Wow. Y'all just mean. That's like Earth when everybody's man. drinking and having fun, and somebody has to jump off the balcony. I'm going to need my wrestling safe space now. I feel very threatened. 
Because you're a communist. He goddamn communist now. <laughs> Everyone will watch the same wrestling. <laughs> there will be no more variety matches. <laughs> this episode is now called the Stanza Commie episode. <laughs> there will only be gray aprons <laughs> and white ropes. <laughs> no, I think that's the communists have color. And because like I don't know. Some type of phobic <laughs> communist. Hey, I want to give a shout out to our friend co host Diego and the Let's Find Out podcast. He just had a conversation with a gentleman named Jeremy Frank this past Saturday talking about the Sasquatch Delivery Discovery Project. Excuse me. <laughs> they can deliver Sasquatch to you? That's right. It's a special delivery. Here's your Bigfoot. <laughs> that takes out the whole allure of finding them. <laughs> Podpage.com slash Let's Find Out with co-host Diego. You can check out all his episodes. He's all over the place. He, uh, he, he apparently dropped us a mention. This past week, so I gotta gotta download it and listen to the newest episode. He damn well better. Oh, hey Brian, I uh, got a message for you from uh, former NWA Tag Team Champion saying thank you for the shout out. Who, Mr. Kevin Gales? I'm one for my I'm my man. I, I, I this is like seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> It's so wild because before I even knew that the two of you knew each other, I I was friends with him on Twitter. And when you started talking to me about, you know, you kept mentioning Kevin Gales, and I'm like, wait a minute, that name sounds really damn familiar. And I looked, I was like, oh, holy shit, it's the same guy. Mm-hmm. Here, I, here I thought I just found something unique, but nope, Brian got to him first. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean... I moved up here in what seven eight nine. Well, so back then the middle school started at seven. Um, he was one of those guys that we could talk wrestling and not have to worry about hiding it, and you know, the swapping magazines and you know, mm-hmm. there were a couple of us. Um, I think uh, I don't remember Dustin's last name. There was another guy named Dustin, and I mean we didn't hide it. We, you know, it was it was it was cool because you know um, different backgrounds, not necessarily the same circle of friends, but you know we'd be in class and we'd be talking wrestling when we should have been paying attention. We were, yep. you know, there were very few people back then that. You know, even though wrestling was probably more mainstream than what it is now, you know, because you had <clears throat> Hulk Hogan and the Horsemen and Ric Flair and, you know, all of them in their prime and all. But, damn, you know, wrestling was still, you know, that, that one subject. You had to watch who you talked about it with. Yep. Um, Rob, you remember? Remember all those times in English class, man, where we would be writing about wrestling instead of paying attention? Oh, yeah. The reason I had to take it in summer school. Because <laughs> I wasn't talking about Macbeth. Hamlet. 
was talking about Randy Savage. That's damn right. And this weirdo named Shawn Michaels. Yeah, you always got annoyed when I talk about Shawn Michaels. I remember that. <laughs> well, when you sit there every day in class and you hear, hey, Ron, Shawn Michaels is amazing. <laughs> like, no, he isn't. Yes, he did. Take that back. <laughs> and turn and I say, no, Boris, they will not take it back. You are coming. Well, there's a packed weekend of wrestling ahead of us. We got a lot to take in and a lot to talk about for next week. And next week is Memorial Day. That's it is. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to do Tuesday. All right. We'll have a pay-per-view Sunday night to talk about. So. Mm-hmm. You going to watch Night of Champions? <clears throat> Um, so it's actually, it sounds like a pretty decent card. So, wait, what name is that, Saturday? Yeah, Saturday. Hopefully I can catch the replays because I'll be working Saturday night. So, um, I'll be working, like, I won't even get to see the pay-per-view. Unless it's a replay, so hopefully my old brain will, you know. Be able to remember. Remember. Well, that's going to do it for us here. We got our predictions in. We'll go over the results, talk all about it on Tuesday next week. Well, well we leave, though. You should get Kevin on air. I'll reach out to talk. him. Yeah, we'll talk to a goddamn bona fide NWA tag team champ. Damn right. I'll do that. I will reach out to him this week, and we'll see if we can get that set up. Maybe Tuesday. Yeah. I'll send him a message. Catch up with Rob at, on Twitter at Rob Hefner C2C. Catch up with Brian at Vlad Dragul C2C. That's V-L-A-D. Got to let me spell it first. V-L-A-D-D-R-A-G-O-O-L-C-2-C. Vlad Dragul. Blah, blah, blah. Still the coolest name on Twitter, I think. And I'm at Stan Grubb. The show is at C2C Radio Show and C2CRadioShow.com. Thanks again for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Have a I great... renewed the argument of how you don't have C2C on the end of your Twitter handle, and all the rest of us do. I don't know. Are you too good for C2C on your Twitter handle? No. No, I am not. I will put it on my handle. I'll do it. I'll do it tonight. Bullshit. <laughs> Have a great week, everybody. Bye. And the word from our sponsor. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.